0: What is good in the hood? This is your man's The One, and this is the state of basketball. Yeah, it's an odd day. It's a Tuesday, and is it Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, and it's in the middle of the day. Or is it the middle of the day, or is it good after morning noon? I don't know. It's like morning, but it's afternoon. It's kind of both. Not really sure. But, hey, this is your man's the one. This is the state of basketball. Running solo today, uh, Big Storm had something pop up just at the last minute. Um, I know he um, really probably wants to get in and talk about uh, these these NBA playoffs and um, obviously his Golden State Warriors. So I'm um, going to miss out on that. So um, we'll probably have another show. Uh, this weekend. Um if you know um our uh lives allow it to dictate, you know, with uh me both uh not both, but uh and that's both with an F. Now um uh, with me with both of uh, well two of the three of my kids still playing uh youth sports. So weekends or or a bind sometimes and um you know all that good stuff. So uh we'll try to catch up as uh, best we can uh, with what's going on with these NBA playoffs, which is entered the semifinals is looking really good right now. But um, obviously this is state of basketball. So we talk about just a little bit more than just NBA uh, basketball. So a um, couple things gonna um I'm going to run over real quick and not going to take up too much of your uh, after morning, noon time um obviously involved big story was with me this is probably going to go longer because there's some good content that I'd like to bounce off his brain right now but you know how life is um life happens like the I, I heard it the first time one of my favorite sayings now but I heard it the first time uh from my wife she said life happens when you're busy making plans so that's where we're at at the moment. But, you know, we adjust, uh, we over, we see, we adjust, we adapt, and we overcome That's uh, human nature. Another quote that I get from uh, my better half. Um, and, yes, this past weekend was Mother's Day weekend, so I hope um, everybody uh, got time to, if you were fortunate and able to, I hope everybody got time to spend a little bit with, um, uh, your mothers. You know what I mean? Um, I know some people aren't able to, um, do those things due to, um, life circumstances, you know what I mean? But for those of you who were able to, um, celebrate, um, even if they are past, you know, some of you are able to celebrate, um, your, your, your life givers, your mother's, um, this previous weekend. I know, uh, we did as well, got to enjoy my wife, got to enjoy time with, uh, her mother, especially with uh, her family going through, uh, the recent, recent passing of her father. So, you know, they, that was good for them to get time, you know, and then I got to, you know, do what I do cook for my mother on yesterday evening. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. I you know, um, I'm bad at shopping. I'm bad at buying gifts um, for other people. I'm good at shopping for the kids, but I'm bad at buying gifts for other people. So um, the sentiment is from the heart. And what better way for me to do it? You know, I mean, I obviously can't talk sports to her. So um, I cook for her. So it was a good time. So I hope you all had a good time. I actually got to watch some NBA yesterday, some of these semifinal games um, yesterday. So um i was out back so oh just a heads up this might be one of the last shows that you see me do um either uh here for basketball or over on dukes of football that you might see me inside uh the one studio uh the weather is starting to make uh its final approach into the warmer parts of the year consistently so that means outdoor shows for me. So if I'm going to be laid up and crippled from the surgeries this summer, I'm going to be out laid up in the sun. So uh, we're kind of because I'll be under the umbrella and I've already moved my TV out there. So <laughs> who knows, maybe some uh, golf games on the video game uh, with some buddies in the, in the summertime, who knows, but um <laughs> So, like I said, this might be one of the last shows you guys see me do inside the studio, weather permitting. You know, if it's raining, I'm obviously not going to be out there, having gotten it out there just like that, where I can be out in the rain. But so uh, be ready for those. And I think we could, I think the fellas from the network who are in town, we might have something special coming up for you guys uh, uh, closer towards race day, which this is May. Well, so it, it means that it is. Uh, indianapolis 500 month um you know real big in basketball here but the race is huger than anything here so make sure you keep eyes on our fellas over at checkers and wreckers uh tommy boy and the source um for their continual coverage of racing and especially the racing but i think we're gonna do something on the one deck where i'm gonna break out the flat top and we might do a show with um me cooking and us talking about sports. So uh be on the lookout for that. But all right, let's get into it. Enough of jibber jabber. Um, so uh not much on the high school scene. Obviously, we're in the midst of the AAU uh, season Uh right now for high school. Um, I know June next month is uh, Indiana high school month where they do a lot of high school stuff. Uh, within the schools, it's the the one month that they don't do AAU here in um, Indiana. So uh, be on the lookout for some news from that. Not a lot I know. Hamilton County, uh, which is a Cam-ody, the county, the county which is the county that my daughter plays in at Carmel. I know they put out their first team and second team list um, this past week, and Mackenzie was on that. Oh, also. Uh, this past weekend was prom and, oh, this is the state of basketball. So I'm going to talk about it because she is a hooper and she got out of the shorts. She got out of the, L, uh, the Indiana girls basketball shorts and uniforms and, and put on her prom dress and she looked absolutely gorgeous. So, um, shout out to that as well. That happened off this weekend. So, uh, back to basketball. So there's not really nothing going on pretty much, you know. Just AAU games going on in high school, Um, NCAA, obviously uh, not the season for basketball, but there is some news that's going on uh, with NCAA. See if I can get my cursor to work today. Uh, Sometimes it has a mind of its own. Those are my daily tasks. Uh, Don't want to get into those daily tasks today with you guys because it's not your business what I have to do around the house. But anyway, so uh, we come to it. Let's see. For college, I did see Dickie V will be receiving the Jimmy V um, Cancer Awareness Award um, coming up this year during the um, uh, Jimmy V week. So uh, that should be. Uh nice to see Dickie V. You know, he's obviously one of the greatest voices in college uh basketball uh media. So uh with him having to go through the uh, cancer situations that he went through uh, this past season and we get to see him as much. But um, you know, all the work that he's done for the Jimmy V Foundation. Um uh unfortunately, but fortunately is 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 his turn to receive that award for his um uh, um all that stuff that you, you know do for that uh then we move on let's see uh jay wright from villanova is retiring um you know, thought he was a i thought he was a very good coach You know, two-time ncaa uh championship coach um you know probably since roy williams retired probably the well the most best dressed uh college coach out there but I was kind of young, good in the game so um am uh, interested to see uh what what inspired that retirement was it uh more family time I didn't really dig into it. I don't know if he's expired to uh, go. I don't see him going anywhere else in college, but I mean is he is he maybe going to the NBA or something? I don't know. Uh, a lot of coaching jobs is opening and uh, will be opening in the NBA, so uh we'll get to see about that. Mm. Let's see anything else with college. Obviously, I'm gonna always talk something missing. In. Uh see, Hunter Dickinson is coming back for his junior year. Um, let's see. Ooh, Houston is testing the NBA pool, not hiring a, a draft, not hiring the age of him. And um, why can I not ticket that boy's name who's got that African name? Uh, watch, I'll think of it later on in the show. Both of those guys who are freshmen have entered their name into the pool, uh, the NBA draft pool, but or process, process. but neither one of them have hired an agent. So, um, look for both of them to uh, come back next year, uh, with a load of talent that he's got coming in and maybe a, re, uh, a nice transfer coming from Memphis. I uh, haven't heard any other details, and other than he's been seen um, Bates from Mich- uh Memphis has been seen with Juwan. so um just keep an eye out on that. uh do, 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 that's pretty much what I got for college. so we can keep it moving. uh let's see what we got here uh that takes us to the WNBA. uh the WNBA started their uh regular season uh this past week. And the first week is over for seasons now. Some great teams. Um, actually, I think the championship this year is pretty wide open for the WNBA. Um, obviously, you have um, the um, uh, the defending champs, um, Candace Parker and the uh, Chicago Sky. Obviously, you got the Aces with their new coach, uh, Becky Hammonds. Uh, you also have uh, the Sparks uh, with the K sisters and uh, Liz Cambage, who's now come over from the Aces. you got Elena Deladon in Washington, who is healthy. Um, obviously, you like to throw – got to throw Seattle in there with Sue Burr coming back for her final season. Um who else is over there? Uh Stewie, uh Brianna Stewart. You got to take a look at her coming back for another full healthy season. So you gotta uh keep the storm at the top of your list as well. Uh head was itching, so I gotta scratch it, but I got a hat on, so it makes no point. Um that's who else, and also you you really want to not leave Phoenix out of it, but you kind of got to with the circumstances of a Britney Griner in Russia I know the WNBA is putting a little bit more pressure um I know the uh, United States government has now deemed it um that it is um an unprofound detainment I'm not really sure how they see that when it comes to their some other countries laws and regulations when it doesn't really have anything to do with human rights um obviously i say don't put yourself in that situation if you're going to be traveling in and out of countries that have way stricter policies on those type of things that they do here in the united states but uh the point is 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 you can't really leave out uh phoenix but you can't you know they still have who i consider the goat and Dinah tarazi and then probably one of the hottest chicks to ever bounce a basketball uh with scholar Diggins but I don't think that's enough um, without Brittany Griner's um, post dominance on the defensive end and the offensive end for a finish to really be considered a championship team. So I think it comes down, but it's wide open between about five teams. So uh, but I know the first week is in the books. They've said us, they've already given us their first week, uh, week, one of the power rankings. Um, let's see. You got, what do we got here? We got Las Vegas aces, um sitting at number one at two and oh uh two and oh with uh becky hammond starting her season off bringing that nba mentality uh from a coaching standpoint to the wnba um we'll see how that continues to go a very loaded staff that she's got that staff but team she's got there with you know what um what is her name asia what is it i can't think of her name it's just it's missing me it's missing me. Uh. Um, Asia Wilson, that was it. I got it, I knew it was something, but anyway. Uh, let's see. Coming in at second is the Los Angeles Sparks, coming in at third is the Washington Mystics with Elena Deladine. Uh, let's see, you got Seattle Storm at four. Uh, bringing up that, you got the New York Liberty with uh Sabrina Hanowskis. I'm anxious to see good things from her. This should be her first complete full year being healthy in the WNBA. You know, last year she was there, but you always have that first year back from a major injury like that, where it kind of takes you a little bit longer to get into, um, you know, back to where you were before the injury. So I look for her to lead a very young and super talented New York Liberties team. Uh, Let's see who's coming in at six. You got the Atlanta Dream uh after that you got the connecticut sun and then oh i think cynthia fouls i uh, just uh became uh, a handful of select women to score a certain amount of points in the WNBA. um i think i had it in my head but i don't remember the details of it but i know that uh, her name popped up um, I'm pretty sure her and Dwight Howard are related somehow. But coming in at number eight, you got uh, defending champs, Candace Parker and um, the Chicago Sky. Number nine is the Phoenix Mercury. Um, oh, and one, obviously, the Brit with Britney Griner out, you know, what I mean, and definitely, um, there's a lot of, a lot of things that, um, uh, have to go right for Phoenix to really, really contend this year. Um, it's a good opportunity for Chena Charles to um to bring her career back, you know, having that 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 big post presence with Brittany Biden in there. But you got Diamond DeShields, uh, Brianna Turner, obviously Scholar Diggins, and um Deanna Tarazi. So um I don't want to say they're out, but they can't be considered all the way in uh let's see after that that was number 10 number 10 is the minnesota Lynx. so um there you go so uh that's the top 10 the power rankings for the WNBA. um obviously they're going to get more and more conversation as our show uh goes along season just started and we're dead smack in the middle of some exciting nba playoffs so, um, but obviously, we're going to cover that. You know, I, I enjoy watching the WNBA. I've enjoyed watching the WNBA all the way back since the first year with uh, Rebecca Lobo and uh Cheryl Swoops and uh Lisa Leslie and Witherspoon. You know, all of those guys. Oh, guys. <laughs> all of those ladies. So, I enjoy watching it and then. Having a daughter who enjoys playing the game as well, so I've kind of kept on it. So I'm going to stay with the um, on women's basketball on the show, even when she graduates. So just know that we're going to still talk about WNBA. We're going to promote it as as, on the little small market as we can, Um, just as much as we talk about the NBA. So um, be on the lookout for some of those stuff. And we are a Fever fan. We are a Indiana Fever family here. I love the draft picks. I love the new young direction um, with a season-winning um, in the past coach. So uh, this is going to be an exciting year for Indiana. Um, I don't think they're going to scream a lot of noise, but expect them to be very good next year, uh, with, with especially with Destiny Henderson uh, running the point. So um, look out for that. Mm-hmm. So here we go. All right. Dive into, pardon me. We're going to dive into some um, NBA action here. So let's tell you a little bit about uh, one of our sponsors, one of our main buddies and partners, Uh, you all know and love him. Uh, Dan is a member and you should be a member too. Nope, I did it wrong. Let's try it again. That's a terrible, that's terrible. But anyway, uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, Let's see, we're now into some NBA, NBA. So uh, semifinals, man. No, we didn't talk a whole lot about the first round. I know we had a couple shows scheduled, but we didn't get to it. Um, I think the biggest thing that went down in the first round was obviously the sweep of Brooklyn. Pardon me. It was obviously the sweep of Brooklyn by uh, the Boston Celtics. So uh, it brings up so many questions um, that we're going to have to ask and answer um, us as media, them as a team and organization, um, I'm not going to dive into a whole lot of that today uh, because those are some, I want to actually talk to Stormer about, I want to get some of his, his thoughts and um, um, ideas on that situation with Brooklyn, but that also, you know, it kind of brings up a couple of things, um, you know, with that conversation when you go into Brooklyn, obviously I'm clicking as I talk. So, I want to make sure I go over the things that I'm supposed to talk about. Uh, we did the dad, the dad, the dad. So we get into that. You know I mean? It gives us those coaching ideas. You know I mean? One of the biggest things that I had criticism of, you know, when they hired Steve Nash um, a couple ticks back, you know, was that the right move for a superstar of Kevin Durant's magnitude, uh, you know, the conversation that come up, You know, they had a relationship with him at Golden State, but there's a difference in somebody walking through the hallways, helping you out on your shot, you know, and things of that nature than being the coach, you know what I mean? And having a dynamic personality, I say dynamic as in that is an energetic word. So a dynamic personality as in Kyrie Irving, was Steve Nash, you know, ready for that type of challenge? Okay, yeah, they are both point guards. Okay, they see the floor as a point guard. That doesn't mean that they're, they they align on the same path when it comes to running a, a basketball team as a coach and a point guard. You know, the relationship should be solid between the point guard um, and the coach, especially if the coach was a point guard. But you can see that that dynamic was not there. Um, I mean, there's so many variables you can go into that, you know, coming with, you know, Kyrie, um, not being fully vetted uh, into their team. You know what I'm saying? I understand your principles, but at some point in time, your guys need to be able to feel that you're there for them. And obviously it meant like it was more of a show for you to tell the world or how you feel um, that you don't like the way somebody's telling you what to do. But, and it hurt, you know what I mean? And then press conferences at the end of the year, you're acting like you were, you know what I mean, the victim in this situation. Martyr was never the word that you should have ever used. I mean, but you're acting like you're the victim in the situation that you created. So um, in title, I still think that comes back to Steve Nash and ownership. You know, did you really invest in Steve Nash as a person who will be able to deal with these type of personalities? You know, first year coach, never really sat on anybody's bench as an assistant coach to uh, come in and, you know, learn and try to figure out the nuances and things of that nature. Just because you are a great point guard or a great player does not mean that you're going to be a great coach, you know. There's a reason why Jordan never really wanted – is never really set on the sideline. He understood this. He understood that he is not going to be a coach. For example, if you jump over to football, I, th- I don't think you'll ever see Peyton Manning as a coach. One, because their drive is too high – and their expectations are too high. So there's no way that they're going to be able to do that. You know what I mean? But with the relationship with Kyrie and Steve Nash, I don't think it was ever there. I don't know if it would ever be there, which creates a coaching problem, which creates a chemistry problem. Um, I mean, is Durant going to get fed up? You know, it looks like Durant, all he wants to do is play basketball. But everywhere he goes, there's always drama somewhere else. You know what I mean? When he was with Oklahoma City, you had the Westbrook drama, all the time. All right, I'm gonna go over here where the situation always seems to be uh, positive for team chemistry. So he goes to Golden State, has good team chemistry, but it comes up to con- uh, contract year. Then you got Draymond Green, who is a mouthy fella, and it creates problems in the meeting. It creates an issue. So you know what? He's gonna go somewhere where he think he can get away from that issue. There's all of a sudden you bring in a coach that has no experience. Um, and then you have a volatile situation of a temperamental person with uh, James Harden. You got all three of them on the same time. So, you know what I mean? Uh, me personally, I think they should explore new coaching options. Um, I don't know what you feel that they should do, but I feel that they should explore new coaching options. You know what I mean? Um, the pool is small right now, you know, of good coaches. You know, they keep recycling in the NBA. They keep recycling the same coaches that don't win. I mean, if they didn't win there and they didn't win here and they didn't win there, what gives you the idea that they're going to win somewhere else? You know what I'm saying? Stop recycling the same old fossil-ass coaches. I get it. You want to bring people in that's new and fresh. But once you bring some of these assistant coaches in, like uh, uh, Derwin Ham, you know, let him be. I here mean, his name is up for the Lakers' job. Um, I know Mike Brown just uh I know he coached Golden State last night, but Mike Brown is now the new head coach who will be the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, you still got Mark Jackson out there. I don't know why he's been blackballed from coaching. You know, what was the whole issue in Golden State that y'all blackballed this man this many years from coaching? I know there's jobs that he's wanted, you know what I mean? So well what's the deal with that you know y'all keep giving steve kerr all this credit but mark jackson built that team you know he gave you stay a uh, steph and clay and draymond that was mark jackson so um but anyway hold another discussion so um you know who's up you know you got these coaches that are ever, you know hornets job is open uh i think there's another one that is open so you know, uh, let's see. Let's see where the what the direction goes with some of these coaches. See where the direction is. You know, what I mean, I mentioned the Lakers. You know, what I mean, there's a whole lot there. I think they're justin about as crap as uh, ball. Bo- I mean, it's not Boston, but uh, who did I just talk about? Brooklyn, in. You know, what I mean, I I don't know. I can't even. I've talked enough about the Lakers, and I don't even want to talk anymore about them. So, but I think they're all in the same situation. It's going to be an interesting offseason season. Uh, starting, you know, with the draft, a lot of young talent. Um, but, and then I know, Ooh, I'm going to have to get that fixed. It's always something broken around here, but, um, yeah. So there's some things to go to. So, uh, all right, and we'll keep moving it on. So let's talk about this second round series, man. So it has been absolutely amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing playoffs so far in the – oh, my God, I just shut it down. Oh, why did I shut it down? Because you are one of those people. All right, let's try it again. I think I can do it again. Uh, Maybe cursor, 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 cursor. Not cursing, cursor. There we go. Oh, you're killing me, genius. He is a genius, folks. He is the smartest man that we have ever seen. There we go. So did y'all see all of my ridiculousness there? I did. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. But, uh, so you got the top four C's. The advance on both sides, the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Um, kind of planned out, you know, the Western Conference had a little bit of scare with the number one seed. The Pelicans put up a really darn good fight, but it kind of fell out, you know, how it goes. You know, they might have played Dirty Pool with um, uh, with Booker's um, injury, you know I mean, with status and stuff like that. But uh, they're all kind of played out kind of how we we expected them to play out. um, but most excited, I just it's with these semifinals, man, these games are just absolutely amazing. like the Phoenix Dallas games. You're like it almost looked like Phoenix was just gonna ready to just you know going away with this, but look at the Dine, man, and they're getting so much help from the others, you know what I mean, you have one game you have, Bronson. One game you had within the whole first series, the first round you had Brunson, you know, I mean, helping out, you no, know. but you know, then one game you have, you know, Finney Smith. There's just got so many guys that contribute, you know, and how good was the the process of getting rid of Porzingis? You know what I mean? Luca has established himself as one of the top um top players in the league, you know, arguably could be top five in the league. I mean, he dominates the game uh, from a middle standpoint. You know what I'm saying? He's not super athletic. I mean, I don't want to say athletic. You know what I mean? He's not super fast. He don't jump real high. You know what I mean? But he's very methodical with his basketball game. He kind of reminds me of a Larry Bird. You know what I mean? Like, they don't jump high, don't run fast, but they always seem to be in the right spot. They always seem to make to – the right play and um, his vision on the court. I mean, it's like, it's like magic. You know, he just sees everything and he, uh, what, 80%, 85% of the time he makes the right play. So, um, and now with him in shape and playing better defense, you know, it rallies the team, you know what I'm saying? So so, um, Phoenix is, is got to give a little bit more. I mean, Devin Booker, Is given his Chris Paul has been up and down. Um, I know Storm would have loved to talk about these these woes of Chris Paul in this particular series. You know, you're doing a lot of first as in negatives. You want to do a lot of first as in positives, but he's doing a lot of first as in negatives. You know what I mean? Most turnovers um in a half, you know. I mean, never fouled out of a you know, I mean, never had four play. I mean four fouls and a half. You know what I'm saying? He's just just looking bad at basketball right now. Um, you know, so story. I would love to give him the four to five half minutes to just go ham on it because you know he would. But the others guys that that stepped up for them last season are really not stepping up, I feel. Um Cameron Johnson, you need to I, I need to see more. You know, uh um uh, Malik, you know, we need to see more. You know, where is that, you know, defensive player of the year mentality? You know, these guys are scoring, you know, scoring at will whenever they want. So um, you know, I mean, his numbers look good, but where's your impact on the game? You know what I'm saying? It's like Devin Booker, where where I mean, if he plays good, they win. And then the others end up playing good. You know what I'm saying? But if he's not shooting the ball well, and if he's only taking 12 to 15 shots, what well, a guy of his caliber should not be taking, um, he should be taking more you know you see it you know what i mean um they keep trying to it looks like this team is still young mentally and they still try to lean on chris paul um for you know guidance and tutelage and you know and he's still and he's trying to give it to them like this is your team bros you know i'm just here trying to help I and mean, y'all keep trying to put more and more on him and he's not that player anymore you know what i mean same way in philly how they're trying to figure that out I uh, you know with, with, with James Harden, you know what I mean? Yeah. He had a great game the other day, you know, four step back threes the most he's hit in the game since he's been in Philly, you know, it's a second 30 point game, but the end result is James Harden is not that player. He was five years ago. He can't give you that every game, you know, you're going to need those others, you know, Joel Embiid is going to need those others. The uh, maxi who I'm extremely excited about as a young player. I mean, but we want to need more. You know, this is the playoffs. You know, Storm always likes to say your career is made in the playoffs. So um, you could do all this stuff in the regular season, but what can you do, you know, in the playoffs? So I need Tobias Harris. I need Danny Green, who's got championship um, who's got championship uh, rings themselves on a couple different teams. You know, I can't have you only giving me one game out of the playoffs. You play what? eight playoff games and you've had, you know, one game, you've made more threes than you have the whole two series that you've played in. We need more from you, Danny Green. You know what I'm saying? I need more from you, Tobias Harris. I need just a little bit more to give Joe B just a little bit and to allow James Harden to, to – I mean, but let's not say this. I mean, let's not – let's twist it up. You know what I mean? 25 points, you know, eight assists, you know eight, nine rebounds a game. Jay's hard is better than most players in the NBA, but that's not what we're accustomed to. You know what I mean? And he understands that that's why they put so much pressure on Joel Embiid, but they need to have more of the others step up, you know, and me personally, I I have no quorums. If you read on the page, I have no quorums with Joker most likely ended up being his back-to-back um, MVP, but me, I would have voted for Joel B for just, all that he went through with the injuries and uh, the soap opera that it is uh, Ben Simmons—that is another issue that I didn't even talk about when I spoke about Brooklyn. But you know what I'm saying. So uh, me personally, I would went with 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 Philly. But this series that they have right now with Miami is a gritty one. You know what I'm saying. I'm kind of questioning Sporstra a little bit on his coaching mentality as it comes, not because Duncan's a Michigan guy, but it comes on his coaching strategy. You know what I'm saying? Victor Oladipo hasn't played all year. I'm pretty sure, you know, and the last couple of years he's been hurt here in Indy. Um, I don't think he played a game in Houston. So why is it that this guy you put on the floor for what reason, And not, and you push Duncan Robinson, you know, closer to the end of the bench. You know, you might be going off of matchups or whatever, whatever, but you need three point shooting. And the way this NBA is played today, you need three point shooting and you need people who can space the floor. You got that in one guy. You know, he's not anymore just a stand shooter. He can't put the ball on the floor. He can't do other things. Yes, defense is an issue. Defense is an issue for what? 75% of the players in the NBA. You know what I mean, like pretty much. You know what I mean. That's why there's only one defensive player of the year. But anyway, I kind of feel that you know why are you putting Duncan Robinson further, further in the back? You know what I'm saying? You know Tyler Hero. The the reason why these guys have gotten so good is because the floor face, floor space, floor spacing. It allows these guys to create off the dribble, off the bounce. Without having as much help with men sagging off from their guys. You know, if Duncan Robinson's in the corner, you're not coming off of me. So you're basically playing, you know, four on four on four with him shadowed out. So you gotta, you gotta think of something different. You know, what I mean, um, I know you're a defensive minded coach, but you know, Bam needs more touches in the paint. You know, what I mean, I'm a fan of Jimmy Butler, I really am, but I think Bam needs more touches. He needs to exploit some of those advantages. That I mean, it's not like he's guarding Joel. It's not like Joel's guarding him, giving them touches. Uh, let's see who else we talked about. We talked about Dallas, Phoenix. Uh, we talked about Miami, Philly, uh, Boston, Milwaukee. Man, who exciting! Boston uh, retied it up last night, two two. Uh, they regained, or they tied it up last night and regained home field advantage uh, through um, in this series. Um, so, again, Bo- uh, Milwaukee's going to have to go into Boston and win another game if they want to win the series. I do think that Giannis will be able to do it. But, again, coaching strategies, you know, comes into this game. You know, the, the, the missing of Chris Middleton in the mid-range game and the defensive game and being able to – um, not key in on Giannis in uh clutch situations or knee bucket situations, you know. Holiday is struggling a little bit. Um, garson Allen only can give you what Gerson Allen can give you. So, I'm 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 questioning the coaching strategies, you know. What I mean, uh, why did we continue to allow um the 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 walling of Giannis, so to speak? You know, I mean, if you can move the buys, you see, it's easy for him to get buckets when he's on the move. But when you allow him to um, stand in front of the defense, even if it's on the wing, even if he catches on the block and open steps out where he's facing up to the basket, you're still allowing the defense to wall. Now, if you keep him on the move, like he's cutting in and out, um, curling, fading off of screens, allows him to catch the ball and attack the defense off the move, which makes it a lot easier more difficult for a player like Bunker Smart to slide in and take charges, you know, on him. Um, It it makes it very difficult uh, for smaller guys to guard him because now he's on the move, and then when he catches it, then that size becomes a factor. And then when you try to put the big guys on him like Brian Williams and Grant Williams, um, him catching the ball and moves allows his speed to get around some of those bigger guys. So I think you need to change up your strategy a little bit Because Boston is a very, uh, I think, well, Boston was the what? The number one defense throughout the season. So they're going to keep coming at you in waves and defensive strategies. They're good at their zone. They got hands. They repass in lanes. Um, They're good on-ball defenders. Uh, They're good passing lane defenders. Um, So you have to take your advantages when you get them. And I think uh, keeping Giannis on the move, one, they have to make outside shots. You know what I mean? Um, Holiday, you know. I I love his progression as an offensive player, but he's a defensive guy, and he's struggling right now on the offensive end, and that has to go to Marcus Smart, who's a defensive player of the year, who is affecting everybody. Um, So I think this game, this series is going to go seven. Um, Out of all of these series, I think this is the only one that I feel that is going to go seven. I think Phoenix is going to win in six. I think Philly is going to win in six um is that right yes i think philly wins the next two games i think uh phoenix wins the next two games Uh, i think boston is going to go seven boston milwaukee is going to go seven i mean this boston team is gritty and i love the performance last night uh from al horford you know i mean third was he 35 36 years old he puts up 30 plus points uh what was it 17 in the fourth i mean he, he played well i mean he hit his outside shots hit the threes Mid-range played uh well enough defense on Giannis. Um, got Giannis a technical, got him frustrated. Um, so good game for um, Al Horford. Obviously, Jason Tatum is doing Jason Tatum things, but I think Brown is struggling a little bit. Maybe uh was it his hamstring that's giving him some issues? Uh, but Marcus Smart is there. But the key is for Boston to be able to come back and go seven and take this out. Is uh, they need Williams down there in the paint. They're not going to be able to do this to Giannis, um, for two more games or three more games, is is or two more victories, let's just say. So, um, looking for this game to, um, injuries are playing a big part in these playoffs, um, and nonetheless, in every one of these series, and it's also affecting this Golden State and Memphis series, you know what I'm saying? Um, Ja, you know, missing last night game, Memphis, I expected Memphis to do what Memphis did throughout the year playing without Ja. Um, they still execute the offense except closer down to the end. Um, I think that's where championship uh, pedigree, championship experience came in and playoff experience came in with golden state down the stretch um, there golden state. Um, always put themselves in position to score buckets or be able to get to the foul line there at the end of the game. I think what uh, Steph went to the line to score eight straight uh, from the free throw line um, in the fourth quarter, as in Memphis, uh, you know, had the shot clock doing down to, you know, where they're putting up, you know, bad off balance shots um, towards the end of shot clocks by people that who normally aren't in position to take those shots. So I feel that <clears throat> the championship, even though Steve Kerr didn't coach last night because he's out with COVID um, and new head coach of the Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown, took the helm. You know, even with him being a championship coach with Cleveland, uh, him being a championship assistant with Golden State, um, him uh, being in that situation and the team being in a the situation, they weren't flustered. You know the whole game, Steph. You know broke the whole first half. Had his um, Craig Seger shoes on. As you see, he came out in the second half with the purple Curry zone, and it was a different second half. You know, what I mean, it was more they knew. Not that they switched hit the switch. It's just that they knew um, how to win in tight ball games at the end in the playoffs. And Memphis, without their leader, still even what they had. Morant I think would have been difficult for them to hold on to that game especially in gold state at the end of it you know because of those not being in that situation before not knowing how to react to uh on the road crowd noise um not knowing how to react to game time situations uh when when the shorts get a little bit tighter you know what I mean I guess that's a bad analogy now that all of them wear little shorts um but I feel that Uh, Golden State's championship experience is what got them where they're at right now in a 3-1 lead that I don't think the Memphis is going to be able to come back for. Even though Ja plays in game five, I kind of think this series is over. I think that, I mean, it's going to be in Memphis. They're going to put up a great fight. But then again, like I said, that championship experience. You know, Golden State has had to go on the road and win games to win championships in the playoffs over the years. So, um, I have faith in Steph. I have faith in Draymond, especially Draymond. You know what I mean? I have faith in, in Clay with the Um, And I have faith in Go Blue Jordan Poole. So um, I think this Golden State team is going to be difficult to beat even without a consistent big. But Draymond Green handles all of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this Memphis team is going to be a team that you're going to have to contend with. Um, I guess the question is, how are you going to keep all those guys together? And when I say lack of championship experience, you look down at the end, you got two or three post-ups for, for Jackson that he gets at the three point line and has to back down. So when he's able to make the move to get to the shot, it's one, two seconds left on the shot clock. You got Dylan Brooks jacking up threes uh, with 17 seconds left on the shot clock, you know, time management, understanding the moment, the situation. I think, those shots don't happen if Ja's there, but I still think that Golden State ends up winning that game. So, uh, but an exciting game to watch, even though I was dozing, <laughs> but I was still watching it. So, um, but all in all, you know I mean, all of these series, um, with three of the two series are tied at two, um, Golden State's the only one that has the advantage, you know, being up 3 1. So, but knowing them as a championship team with experience, is the word of the show, is experience, they are going to go put this team, this series away. They understand that you cannot allow people, allow teams to stay around longer than they should. Finish the series off, get your rest, uh, get your injuries taken care of, get people ready to come back, because you're going to need um, uh, Gary Payton the second um when it comes to the uh conference finals so um but these other three series all of them had the potential to go seven i think one's going seven two are going six well they have to go six (laughs) you know what i kind of changed my mind i changed my mind i think i think two are going to go seven and one is going to go six i think philly and miami is going to go six and I think uh, Dallas and Phoenix are going to go seven. Boston and Milwaukee is going to go seven. So um, there you go. Those are my predictions, you know, for this series or for these uh, particular series at this point uh, for the semifinals of the NBA playoffs. So um, let me run down my board. That's really all I got for you today. I don't have a performance uh, question of the week. Uh, We'll get back on that grind um, here uh, a little bit later on. I think I'm going to flip it over to WNBA when this season, uh, when the NBA season is uh, drawing closer to – get down there. When this season is drawing closer to an end. Um, So – Um, Let's see. Storm is not here, so we don't have the eye of the storm. The one thought. What is the one thought today? The one thought today is. Wasted. Talent. Wasted talent. Too many coaches of the youth program are stuck on their their ways of how they feel teams should be coached and not coaching the personnel that they have on their team wasted talent um yeah you know, that's just my that's just my thought my one thought you know wasted talent don't waste talent that's it that's the thought don't waste talent all right that's all i got um uh, thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit on your lunch uh, your after morning lunch hour. Uh, so um, I will be seeing you guys uh, later on in the week. Uh, Big Storm most likely will be joining uh, me for that show. Uh, looks like when we pop up, there's going to be um, the end or the, the the set game sevens of the series uh, for the semifinals. So uh, we'll see you guys hopefully on Sunday. If not, we'll jump back on next Tuesday. So, you either see us so on Sunday or Tuesday, depending on um, AU schedule. So, um, thank you for hanging out. This is State of Basketball, BW Sports One original podcast. Uh, check us out on the website, uh, bwsports One.com. Uh, you can hit us on all of our social medias Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn. SoundCloud, all of our audios are up on SoundCloud for all of our shows. Um, even our new baseball show, just a bit outside. Um, there's a couple of checkers and records on there, but he's on his own platform. So check out those things. You know, if you ride in the car and you can't watch, you we do have audio for all of our shows. So so make sure you check them out. Um, that's all I got here for the one, uh, the state of basketball. BW Sports 1, I am deuces. Hey, I talked for an hour, and I thought I was only going to go for about a half because there was a lot to do. Oh, I'm still talking when I'm hitting the button. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming. Have a nice time.